1: Signs that follow a believer out of Mark chapter 16 next on Times of Refreshing. controversial to say the least, but chapter 16, verses 17, 18, and 19 give us an indication of the signs that are to accompany those who are sent out by God, those who are Christians, those who follow Christ. So what are those signs? Why are they so controversial? Are they signs that should follow us today? Today, these are questions we're answering here today on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Join us here in Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18 with this edition of Times of Refreshing, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
2: A lot of people won't touch this, broach this subject because it's controversial. I don't want to have mess in my church. I don't want to, hey, listen, create the boundaries, set things in order, come up with a protocol have procedures in place. Make sure you train the people, equip the people. Talk openly about deliverance. Let people know that hey, listen, God wants to use you to cast the devil out of people. People come for prayer and we we sit there, "Oh Lord, you know, help Johnny. He 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 just really struggling with lust and he's been struggling for 30 years, Lord." And and I just, "Lord, would you please touch him and, and just God, Lord, bless him, Lord. Instead of saying, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I bind that spirit of lust, pornography, perversion. Come out of him. Lose him right now. Lose this man and let him go. In Jesus' name. Oh, glory to God, I feel it this morning. Come out of him. It's his right to be free. And to walk with God. Struggling with alcohol all the time. Always drinking. Drinking every night. Can't go to sleep unless you're drinking. Something's wrong. There could be spirits of, of addiction and, and alcohol and abacus uh, and all kinds of stuff. And revelry, drunkenness. Let's get it out of your life. In the name of Jesus, come out. Loose them now. Woo! I'm not afraid. You say, well, you know, I don't believe that. Hey, listen, we done cast it. There's too many deliverance. It's too late. We done cast the devil out of too many people. Now, you might want to go somewhere else if you don't believe in deliverance ministry. Because we've gone now. We've gone. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm gone. It's too late. So he says, in my name they shall cast out devils. So we want to make sure, and I want you to know that in this church we believe in this. And it's your right to experience this sign. Some of you, most of you have. But the bottom line is, embrace the sign that is following you. In his name you will cast out. And, and equip yourself. Allow the church to equip you. So that when things happen. You're not in the dark about them. You understand. If you're in a situation on your job. And someone is coming to you. And always trying to harass you. And you get the sense. Go in your prayer closet. Or go somewhere and bind the devil. In the name of Jesus. Ah bind you spirit of persecution now don't call them the devil bind the spirit in jesus name okay we have to learn that we though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh the weapons of our warfare are carnal we're fighting a spiritual enemy and God has given you the power to overcome him. And this sign is your covenant right. Number one, he says, in my name, they shall cast out devils. And this is exactly what the disciples, they did. And great joy came to cities. The next thing we see here, it says it. And these signs shall follow those who believe, verse 17, in my name, they shall cast out devils. And they will speak with new tongues. Now, what he's referencing here is the baptism of the Spirit of God, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, and, and, uh, in the book of John, he breathed on his disciples. He said, receive you the Holy Spirit. And, and the Spirit of God came into their life. Every believer in this room, you have the Holy Spirit in your life. But then he tells them to tarry in Jerusalem so that they can receive the promise which the Father had promised them. And so they go, to the, go into, to, into Jerusalem, and they're there. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says, when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power, and you shall be witnesses, okay, okay? And so the Spirit of God comes upon them, or the Spirit of God, he's telling them, is going to give them power. Acts chapter 2, we see the fulfillment of the promise. They're in an upper room. The Spirit of God comes in, tongues of fire. They're baptized in the Spirit of God. They are submerged, just like you're submerged in water. Jesus said that he wants to submerge you in the Holy Ghost. And and the outward evidences of that, is the antithesis to the Tower of Babel where God confused the languages. He gives you the language of the Spirit of God. And a person begins to pray in an unknown tongue as the Spirit of God gives them Power or gives them the ability to do it, and it is a sign that you've just been baptized or submerged in the Spirit of God, and God is empowering you to be more of a witness. It's not that you weren't a witness, but you're more of a witness because you've been submerged in the Spirit of God. And every person in this room should value the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You may not understand it all, but study the scripture because. Peter, before he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, he denied the Lord. But when he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, he was empowered by God, and God used him. The external sign was speaking in an unknown tongue as the Spirit of God gave him evidence. And this is exactly what Jesus said. He said, this sign is going to follow you who believe. And this is exactly what happened to these individuals. They began to speak in new tongues as the Spirit of God gave them evidence. The utterance. And so for us here, we want this. I want If this is a sign of the believer, then I want it. If the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a sign for the believer, then I want it. I want to be submerged in the Holy Ghost. And I want to pray with my understanding. And I want to pray with my spirit. I want to sing with my understanding. And I want to sing with my spirit. These are things that the the Holy Spirit... Has been given to, he he wants to do this for us and through us, but we have to allow him to do it. These signs shall follow those who believe. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, empowered by God, praying with your understanding, praying in the Spirit. We have to value it once again and teach people that this is a sign. It's amazing to me. I go to some churches and these churches, their churches were started. In 1906, started in 1918, 1917, started through the Azusa Street Revival. They were started through the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and the manifestation of power through the Holy Ghost. And now, a century later, these individuals, they won't, they don't even pray in the Holy Ghost. They just reserve it for some closet deal and don't, shh, shh. Don't tell anybody that I have the awesome power of God inside of me. (laughs) And that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. We don't want to offend anybody, do we? We have to learn not to despise our inheritance. Esau despised his inheritance because he just wanted his flesh satisfied. And many people, they despise their inheritance. They despise deliverance. They despise the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and as a pastor, I have a responsibility before God to tell people the truth, the whole truth. So help me God. And so what we want to do is not become crazy, but we want to experience what God has given us because these are signs that follow the believer. Amen? The next one is found here in chapter, in, in verse uh, in the same verse, actually uh, in verse 18. And this is big. Verse 18. And this is the third one. And these two are going to go together. Watch this. Verse 18. They will take up serpents... And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And this is what I call the provision of protection. God understands that what we're doing is a tough work. Ministry is a tough work. Going to third world countries is a tough work you 're going places you 're eating different foods and you're, and you 're you're, you're getting involved with different cultures and and your system doesn 't understand everything and you 're sometimes you 're out in the wilderness and, and these people were they were experiencing hardship. apostle Paul was in the sea he was in valleys rivers he was traveling all over the world and, and, and God was giving him understanding giving the, the apostles understanding that there is going to be a provision of protection i'm going to protect you in the midst of the storm now listen he says they shall take up serpents he's not talking presumptuously like some of these people you, know, you have crazy people they're just taking up snakes and snake handlers. they're doing crazy stuff you know in the name of god he's not talking about that he's not talking about going off and you know eating ourselves to death He's not talking about participating and stuff. He's saying that there are going to be times, and I'm going to confirm this in the Word, there are going to be times when you are going to experience a tough situation and I am guaranteeing you your life. It will by no means hurt you. Go to Acts chapter 28. Let's look at this. Acts chapter 28. And This is your covenant right before God. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. I am going to protect them. And we see a picture of this right here in Acts chapter 28, verse 1 on down to 9. Paul is on his way to Rome to testify before Caesar. Along his journey, they arrive in Malta, and, and something happens here. Now when they had escaped, they they then found out that the island was called Malta. And the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened his hand on him. And fastened on his hand. Excuse me. Verse 4. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand. They said to one another. No doubt this man is a murderer. Whom though he has escaped the sea. Yet justice does not allow him to live. Verse 5. But he shook off the creature into the fire. And suffered no harm. However. They were expecting that he would have. He would swell up. Or suddenly fall down dead, but after they had looked for a long time and saw no, saw no harm to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Isn't some people are just? See how people will do you, man? You the greatest, man? You terrible. Look at this. Look at this. Verse seven, in that, in that region, there was an estate of the leading citizens of the island whose name was Publis, who received us and entertained us curiously for, courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publis lay sick of a fever of dysentery. But went. Paul went into him and prayed and he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. They also honored us in many ways, and when we departed, they provided such things as was necessary. Amen? And so we see in this situation a fulfillment of what Jesus Christ said. He said they shall lay hands on the sick, and he said that if they take up, they're going to take up serpents, if they drink anything deadly. Basically, what he was saying is there are going to be times when you should be dead, but yet you're going to continue to live. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Naturally, Paul should have died on the spot. But because of God's provision of protection, God's protection in his life, his promise, because this sign was following him. (laughs) He shook off the viper and kept on living when in the natural he should have died. There was an expectation that he should have died. Some of you already had this working in your life. Amen. Been in the hospital, out of the hospital, still here, been in all kinds of stuff. But yet God, come on, just give him thanks right now. Just praise him. You know, you know it was God. You know it was God. I remember my mom, my mom would tell you, I, I drank some nail polish one time. Woo, but I'm still here. Amen. You better ask somebody and drink some nail nail polish remover. Just drunk it all. Just drunk it all. My mom, she rushed me to the hospital. I didn't die. I'm still here. By the mercy of God, it didn't chew my my, my stomach lining up. Didn't kill me. Didn't, Didn't burn my esophagus so I couldn't preach. Still preaching, and it's something our young boys will do. This dude crazy stuff. I just took the nail polish remover and just drank it. I'm, I'm seven, eight, something like that. Hmm, That's good. My stomach started burning. Aren't you happy that God, He sees us. He knows we're all messed up. We need help. <laughs> but you think about some of the stuff we've done. Some of us have drunk so much, we, had, we got poisoned by We should have been dead by alcohol, amen? But God, backslid. No, you shouldn't be out there doing what you're doing. And God's still in his mercy and his faithfulness. But what I'm saying here is that for the believer, for the person who is a believer, and I thank God God has provision for even unsaved people. He's still helping them out, amen, because he's that merciful. But for the believer, this is your covenant right. This is following you. It's following you. Now, I'm not saying that we just, you know, we're ignorant and we just go off and do foolish stuff. This isn't the promise. But in Paul's case, he was just going about his daily life and something just happened. But God was faithful to protect him. His provision of protection. And the next one we see here. He says it, not only will they take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly, it will, it will by no means hurt them. says they will lay hands on the sick and just maybe they might. He said they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. There are times when the doctor has no answers. There are times when there's nothing that, that anyone can do. And in, these, in, in, in situations like this, we have to learn that God is Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord that heals us. When all hope is gone, the woman, she gets down and she, and she has an issue of blood. She's exhausted all that she has on doctors and all that she has. And there's no other place to turn. But then she hears that Jesus is walking by. And she presses through the crowd to receive her healing and deliverance. Blind Bartimaeus is sitting by and he hears Jesus. We hears that that Jesus is walking by. And he doesn't stop there. He says, son of David. Have mercy on me. And he makes, he makes some noise. We need to start making some noise. Making some noise. God, you're going to heal me. I believe you. This is a sign that follows a believer. And not only are you going to heal me, but you're going to use me to lay hands on the sick. This is the reason why God's been having us talk about faith. It's not faith so we can get some new cars and all this other foolish thing. We're faith so we can cast the devil out and see people healed and delivered. And if you get a car, that's just a bonus, amen? He said, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall. This is what is following us as believers. And we have to learn to, to, take, to take a chance. Stop calling the pastor. Say, I'll pray for you. A lot of times people come to me after service and say, pastor, will you pray for us?" I said, no, you, this person can pray for you. I'm not the only one in this place anointed. God's anointed all kinds of people in here. He's trying to raise us all up to be useful for the kingdom of God. Just somebody that's got some anointing on them. Just pray. Are you a believer? Then pray for me. Amen. (laughs) Come on now. That's what we need to start asking people. Are you a believer? Because I know that certain signs follow believers. And the believer who is willing to accept the sign, accept the provision of God, accept their inheritance, these are the manifestations. They're strong in deliverance, everyone. I want, I want when people come into here in here, when people come in the door, I want them to get the sense that everybody in this room, that nobody's playing around. If someone wants to come in here and start backbiting and and lying and trying to tear up the church, any witches, any warlocks want to come in, will come on in so we can cast the devil out of you in Jesus' name. We're not intimidated by the works of the devil. Jesus died. Hey, now we're not trying to pick a fight, but if we want to start something. Do you know what I'm saying? So I was going down. And we have to have this attitude that God is with us. That greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. It's a mentality, it's a mindset, it's, a, it's, it's, no, it's walking with Jesus. He rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. He said, Get up, go into all the world, preach the gospel. I'm going to follow you. I'm in this thing with you. Cast out devils. Heal the sick. If anything happens that's too much for you, I'll take care of that too. I want to speak with new tongues. Experience all that I've come to give you. These are the signs of the believers. He said they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Do we believe God for this anymore? Does a church even believe God anymore? Does Does the church believe? Jesus comes to... and he's there and all of a sudden there's a demonized man this guy's possessed these demons have him up in the tombs cutting himself he's crying out like a wild man he's like a wild man his hair is is all grown out his nails he's he's like a wild man the devil is destroying this man's life and jesus stands there and he doesn't take him through a counseling session he doesn't put him on some drugs he doesn't he doesn't he he says in the name what is your name and he cast the devil out of... And the man was sitting there in, clothed in his right mind. In the church, what we do is we'll send somebody to a psychiatric ward or send them somewhere. When God is saying, bring them to me. And not only bring them to me, you stand up and accept your inheritance. Allow me to use you. The world is hopeless. And they've tried... People have tried everything... Because the church isn't stepped up and said, God, if these are the signs that follow believers. I want them. Are these the signs? And I want them, I, I don't want them just to follow. I want them to be expressed through my life. I'm tired of living a life where, where God, we, we, say, we talk about what God did. But we don't have anything to say much about what he's doing right now. Whoa, I can remember Azusa Street. And I can remember, when. I can remember going to this revival and that revival. What is God doing right now? Are you a believer? I want some now faith. He is. Amen? We need some now stuff. We need some now stuff. We need God to move now. We want God, we want the signs of the believers to be revealed every day in our lives. And this is the kind of atmosphere we want to create. It's a boldness that comes from God. When the disciples were being persecuted in the book of Acts and they were threatening them, they didn't go hide in a corner. They said, they prayed, they lifted their voices up to God and they said, God, grant us with all boldness that signs would be done through, the, through your holy son, Jesus. God, give us boldness. Give us a willingness to stand up and believe you and take you at your word. Forgive us for hardness of heart and unbelief. I want the signs of a believer. We want to prophesy the will of God. We want to cast out devils. We want to see people baptized, totally submerged in the Holy Ghost. We want people to come back and testify about how God saved them. When they should have been, how it looked like it it was over. But get God. We want to see healings take place. God do something that only he can do, but he's not going to do. He's not going to come down and manifest himself right here and said, come and touch me. Why should he do that? Why should he do that when he's in every single one of you? And he says, these signs are going to follow you because you're a believer. Do you want Do you want these signs?